Dark Char Media presents Branded by Blood. Starring Gip Gipper as the Braden Devereaux. Kelly Hunter as Shane Corleone. Josh Schroyer as Mike Brady. Danny Atwell as Captain Maureen. And starring Miguel Pedroza as Gatekeeper Mortis. The Dark Charm universe just got a whole lot bloodier. It was Wednesday, October 6, 2014, around 1 p.m. Detective Mike Brady and Officer Shane Corleone both waited outside the precinct as Detective Braden Devereaux parked his car. Devereaux noticed that Corleone was still wearing her uniform, and Brady was dressed in another stylish ensemble, this time in tan and white. He shook his head as he smiled. He exited the car wearing a full stone-gray two-piece suit and a pair of John Lennon-style sunglasses. He didn't usually dress in a suit, but today was a little different. He walked up the steps to see the others waiting on him. Wow, I love the welcoming committee. Why didn't you call me about the break-in? I didn't want to bother you about it. Figured you were busy helping You could have father. been seriously hurt. <laughs> Glad to know I have someone who cares. Devereaux said as he sashayed into the building. Brady walked in front of him, stopping him in his tracks. The Lieutenant McNamara is on duty right now. He told me he wanted to speak to all of us when we got uh, in. Great. McNamara. I hate that son of a bitch. He seems like such a slimy fuck. Instead of making his usual left like you would have to see Captain Moraine, he made a right instead to see Lieutenant McNamara. It sickened his stomach as he entered the room. McNamara was a stout man who was half Asian and half asshole. Devereaux would call him all asshole, but it didn't matter. McNamara was talking on the phone to someone as Devereaux and his crew walked in and sat down. McNamara shot a menacing glare at Devereaux as he continued his phone call. Uh, yes, sir. He's here now. I'll take care of him first. McNamara hung up the phone and pointed at Devereaux. Uh, now, I do apologize, but did I tell you to sit? Devereaux never pulled the sunglasses off his face and stared at him. No. What do you want, Lieutenant? I have an investigation to continue. Oh, contraire, Devereaux. The Internal Affairs Bureau wants me to suspend you for withholding evidence from the investigation. What evidence? The piece of evidence that came from the cameras in Duncan Plaza. That's bullshit. I gave the agency the tape. Where did that information go, Lieutenant? Probably the same place all my other evidence went. Cocksucker. Keep it up, Devereaux. Well, my point is, you made a copy and kept it for yourself. That was against protocol. Bullshit. For this investigation, you are being relieved of command. At this moment, you are no longer a part of this investigation. But this is my case, Lieutenant. I have been working on this one for the past five years. And now you're not. You are put on suspension until further notice. With pay, though, we'll give you that much, although I don't see why, considering the headaches you have caused not only for the department, but for the police union. No way did Captain Moraine sign off on this. Now, he didn't. As a matter of fact, he has also been suspended due to his decisions on this case as well. Detective Brady is being relocated at the moment to vice duty in lieu of homicide's investigation, and Officer Corleone will go back to her beat. This is bullshit. Excuse me, officer? Devereaux walked closer to the desk, pointing at McNamara. 
I'm going to file an appeal to this. The lieutenant continued to have his crazy smirk on his face. Go ahead and file an appeal. That is your right, and I encourage you to take it. However, the police union will most likely do this half-assed, considering your reputation with the heads. And I know their disposition towards you, and I have a sneaking suspicion that you are going to be gone for a while, Devereaux. Devereaux got into McNamara's face with rage in his eyes. It was as if he wanted to make McNamara's head explode. Brady watched Devereaux with concern on his face. Dev, we'll get this settled, man, okay? Calm down. This isn't worth your career. I recommend you listen to your partner, Devereaux. You may be a lieutenant, and I normally respect your rank, but shut the fuck up before you do something dangerous. Devereaux stared daggers at McNamara and sensed the worry on Brady's face. His blood pumped through his heart as it seemed to reverberate through his head. Devereaux closed his eyes and bowed his head. He had won. For now. I hope you realize that if you do anything rash, detective, that you will never work here again. Now, you are suspended. Give me your badge and gun. Lieutenant McNamara ordered as he held out his hand. Devereaux pulled out his badge and his gun and put it on McNamara's desk, then walked out of the office. Shane followed him, but Mike Brady stayed behind. Yes, detective? I could make your life a living hell too, you know. This will not go unprotested. I assure you. Fair enough, detective, but just keep in mind that you could easily be back doing your own beat, just like Officer Corleone. Devereaux stormed out of the precinct, followed by Officer Corleone. Devereaux, wait a minute! Devereaux pulled out a pack of cigarettes. God, I wanted to kill that guy. I know. Part of me wanted you to. Brady came out of the door a little bit later. We'll get to the bottom of this, especially once Captain Moraine is back in the driver's seat. Devereaux lit a cigarette and took a drag. Then he exhaled slowly and started to laugh. <laughs> what? It's just as I thought. Think about it. How would that bitch have got my address? I came so close to getting her. She obviously works for someone who has some clout high up. And now I think McNamara might be too. What are you gonna do then? You know that if you investigate this further, you might not only be arrested, you might get killed. Fuck that asshole. I'm still on the case. That's the only difference at this point is that I'm going to do this my way. Captain Moraine knows what the hell is going on, and I'm going to find him next. Captain David Moraine sat on the bar stool and watched as a bartender poured him a tumbler of bourbon. He was at the Crazy Corner, a local blues bar in New Orleans, who he was quite familiar with. It was his favorite place to be when he didn't have any place to be. On his happier days, he loved to hear the sounds of the Zydeco bands and the jazz players in here livening up the place with a sound that screamed New Orleans. He loved the place he called home, but there were many times he didn't quite like it. This was one of those times. This wasn't a happy day, but the good news that Crazy Corner also catered to his love of the Delta Blues. This was a blues day, if there ever was one, and the jukebox was playing it sweet for him, as if a mother comforting a child. 
He thanked the bartender with a nod and grabbed the tumbler into his slow, deliberate, and depressed hand. He lifted the tumbler to his mouth as the fiery liquid slid down his throat as he tried to make the pain go away. For as long as he had been a cop, not just a captain, he had seen things that would make an ordinary man question everything they knew about right, wrong, law, order, chaos, and even God and the devil. He didn't know what happened to make all those come about, and there was a sneaking suspicion deep in his gut that maybe it would have been best for his health, and even his life, that he didn't truly want to know. Maybe he should have just taken his pension and retired when they originally asked him to, and none of this shit would ever have happened. The door of the bar opened once more as daylight streamed suddenly into the crazy corner and then disappeared once more. The captain heard the sound of footsteps coming toward him as someone sat next to him at the bar. A familiar voice to him came as the bartender assisted the new customer. Johnny Walker Blue, and keep him coming. That's kind of expensive. You sure you don't want red or black? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Just got paid and I got the funds to burn for a while. The bartender walked away to get Devereaux's drink as the captain started talking to him. I know. I know someday you would cost me my job, Brady. But I didn't think it would be because you actually did your job. Devereaux received his drink from the bartender as he replied to his captain. Come on, Cap. What the hell happened? Why is that Dick McNamara now running the show? They put our unit on hiatus. How is that even possible? <laughs> Contrary what you think happens back at headquarters, I had the same suspicion you did in regard to the case. Disappearing evidence, galibines, and stuff that shouldn't have been swept under the rug by the board of the commission. And it all came to a wall in my fucking face. I even had my own little experiment, you know? I knew you had the thumb drive, but I didn't say anything. But I just wanted to see if the video footage would have been handed over properly. I read the report, and it was struck in from the record as if nothing happened. It was then I knew you were right. Dever wrote down the drink and felt the smooth sting in his gut. Who do you think is involved, Cap? A committee... Union, probably the higher-ups in the state police force for all I know. They were cover up things in regards to these murders. They were making them out to be lesser than they what they were, and it was wrong. A satisfying grin tried to appear in Devereaux's face, but it lacked a home, considering what it cost David Moraine, his father's former partner and lifelong friend. Oh. By snooping around, I found out that CSI had been tampering with evidence under the premise of incompetence. And whatever evidence they did find mysteriously and inconveniently disappeared. All of it, though, was involved in your case alone. No one else's, just yours. Son of a bitch. That's not all, Brayden. I promised your dad when he passed that I would do everything in my ability to watch out for you. Even to my own detriment, better sense. I don't make it easy on you, Cap. And I found myself going to my superiors and asking the tough questions of what, why, and how. You know what I got in return? I was told by the chief superintendent to discipline the miners in question, but don't investigate the case further until new evidence arrives. And then to top it all off, they suspended me for it. So in doing the right thing, 
I may have committed career suicide. How? The captain motioned to the bartender who came back and poured him another three fingers of bourbon. The captain waited as he left once more to continue. You remember Gary Schlesinger who took that job with the FBI years back? Back before Freddie Stern went on administrative leave for Quantico? Yeah, he was an okay guy. Never really talked to him much, though. I called him, told him what I thought was, uh, was going on around here. He in turn got me in contact with a woman who was working on a case at almost exactly the same things happening over in Chicago. He said her name was Burke. She contacted me back this morning after this shit hit the fan. I guess someone found out that I called Gary and I I think I know who. Magnamara, this woman, Agent Burke, what'd she say? That my life might be in danger if I continued snooping around and that I should let the FBI take care of it once she got here. There's a lot apparently about this town I love, didn't know before, and it's making me sick to my stomach. (laughs) You sure that isn't the bourbon talking? The captain pointed at Devereaux with a tumbler in his hand. Watch it, funny boy. So, is she coming? Even after all that shit that went down? Well, she said she was going to be in town already for a few days and would like to discuss more in depth what was going on. I was going to meet up with her here at the bar. That's good. I'd like to find out why I'm being cock-blocked at every turn in this case. That bitch broke into my house to get my thumb drive, which could incriminate her. What, bitch? What are you talking about? The call I gave you last night before CSI came to tag and bag my house up. Oh, that's right. You found out the perp might be female. What, did you get it? Thumb drive, I mean? <clears throat> no, I hit it quite well, but my house is trashed. Glad I have insurance, but without being on duty, it won't be much. That could be used for something later for our agent friend to look over. How do we know we can trust her? I know McNamara was the one to pull the trigger, but she might have been the one to call the committee as well as the chief. I strangely have a funny feeling that she might be the only one we can't trust. Doesn't that make you feel bad? You know I am with the feds anyway. The captain said as if the words that came out of his mouth were venomous poison. Aside from you, Cap, there aren't too many people I trust anyway. And the ones I trust now better not fuck with me. I'd seriously not hesitate in making sure that would be the worst mistake of their lives. You've been listening to Branded by Blood, Episode 6, The Shadow Conspiracy. Guest starring Tim Higgins as Lieutenant Wayne McNamara. Bartender played by Dan McMcCloskey. When the Levee Breaks by Led Zeppelin. Live Wire and Have a Drink on Me by ACDC. Devil Wears a Suit and Tie by Travis Bicknell. Special Effects by Zapsplat.com. Branded by Blood as a Dark Charm Media Production. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. are the tales you don't want to hear about. Jails in America. 
Welcome to Jailhouse Confidential. This week, we will be delving into the Burgundy Hills prison system. Here is your host, Dirk McGillicuddy. Hello, and welcome to Jailhouse Confidential. Today, we have the privilege of walking through the Burgundy Hills prison system. These halls are known throughout the country for heavy racial tensions, riots, and some of the worst scum of the earth ever to be incarcerated. This is Warden James Lowell. How are you, Mr. McGillicuddy? Quite well, thank you. And please, call me Dirk. What is it like here in Burgundy Hills? Well, Dirk, I've worked as the warden for this prison for 25 years now. Every day is a different and dangerous experience. So something new happens every day. Indeed it does. Well then, let's take a look around the prison, shall we? What the hell? What the hell? I'm guessing that this isn't a common thing. No, usually there's a large amount of sound coming from this area one way or another. Heath, what's going on? Um, he's at it again. On a day like this? Why didn't you keep him in solitary? Why well, he's done nothing to warrant that, sir. Begin to think he's right about you. You're very insecure. God damn it! Where is he? He who? Who is this amazing person? Who has thrown this jail into such a tizzy? Let's find out. Where are they? They're in the mess hall. They're gathering around like he's Jesus or you something. You here first, folks. A new cult leader emerges out of Burgundy Hills Prison. I don't know about that, Dirk. Don't you sweep this under the rug, Warden. We want to see this guy in all of his glory. I don't know why you feel so angry. Moose, it's okay to be angry. Just can't let it consume you. Anger is natural. Just gotta understand it. This is a puppet. Where? Is the puppeteer? There is none. Then who is? No clue. We got a hold of Mr. Bishu Anubis from what happened at that taping of Judge Ronathan Joyce. We were the most volatile prison in the state. Now. What? What? What happened here? This? This was a powder keg. Now? Now? What? Romper room? What? What are we doing here? The inmates love him. He reminds them of the childhood that they either lost or was taken from them. Doesn't matter what affiliation either. Aryan Brotherhood, Nation of Islam, MS-13, independent gangs, doesn't matter. He has somehow united them together. Look, this is bullshit. I'm going down. I wouldn't do that if I were you. What? It's not like they're going to riot or anything. Where's the action? I just said they calmed down, not that they weren't hostile if provoked. We're not getting involved if something happens, Mr. McGillicuddy. Hey, you! Yeah, yeah, you! Don't you want to mark your territory right here? Huh? You want to beat this guy's brains in? Give me something I can work with. 
Why? He's not done anything to me. And as for Territoria, seems that the jail's big enough for everybody. But you know that things aren't the same for you all as it is for them. On the contrary, Bishu here has been spitting some serious truth in here. I think we may have gotten off on the wrong foot from the actual beginning. He should get his show back. Hell, I'd watch you, it. What is the meaning of this? You're destroying all my work. I have put into making this episode, and now I walk into an episode of Sesame Street! This isn't Sesame Street, buddy. These poor men in here start off on the wrong foot. If me and my brother were around back in the day, maybe some of these guys wouldn't have been in here. All you see is the darkness, while some of these places have potential to become beacons of light. You're a sock puppet! No one is controlling you! You're damn right no one's controlling him. If you try and harm one piece of fabric on his head, you'll just see what a united prison we've become. Um, guys? Remember, guys, it doesn't know any better, but take what little nuggets of comfort that I've given you in these past couple of weeks and use them to better yourselves. You can do it, I know you can where, 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 where are you going? Oh, well, I've done my sentence. I'm going after good behavior. My brother should be here any minute. Where's my brother at? Who's sitting in? Rafi! Don't let him go. He's got more to film with me. I'm sorry, but I can't stick around. Bullshit! I need the scoop on this. Where are you? How can you be an inanimate puppet and walk and talk and shit and... If Bishu says he's leaving... He's leaving. You're damn right, man. You ain't messing with Bishu without messing with us. Are you crazy, S.A.? Uh, I have no... I'm not... Uh, 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 hey, let me go! Let go of me! Go ahead, Bishu. Get out of here. Get your show back. Viva la Bishu! <laughs> Thanks, guys. Let's start, Bishu. We got us another job. Is that our show again? Nah, we still might be friends. Let's go.